Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host Brandy and on the show we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, Smackdown, NXT, NXT UK and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show we're going to cover Friday Night Dynamite from 611 and Impact from 610. So let's jump into the action in the ring and find out what's going on, shall we? AEW Friday Night Dynamite. It came out on Friday instead of Wednesday. It normally runs on Wednesday, folks, but because of NBA playoffs, Dynamite's been running on Friday nights as of late. So, Friday Night Dynamite for 6-11. Dynamite opens with the Pentacle arriving at Daly's place. We haven't seen the Pentacle since Stadium Stampede match, where they lost to the Inner Circle. It's going to be interesting, and of course, the Inner Circle laid down challenges for the Pentacle last week. So it's going to be interesting to see if MJF and them, how they respond, what they're going to say, and the reaction to losing a stadium stampede to Inner Circle. But we did see them enter Daly's place, so we know they're there. Big Money Matt is in the ring with Angelico. It's going to be Angelico versus Christian Cage. It's an interesting match. This is a really, really, really good match. Back and forth, you know, in... Big Money Matt seems to think that Christian Cage cost him his shot at the AEW title against Kenny Omega at the Battle Royale. So he's got, you know, a little chip on his shoulder, and he's a little mad that Christian Cage, you know, threw him out of the ring. But, hey, Matt, that's what happens. That's why the cookie crumbles. Get over it. But it's a really good match between him and Angelico. If you've not seen Angelico, he works with Jack Evans in the Hybrid 2. Go look up the Hybrid 2. They are a great tag team. They're great individually. And Helico is on fire. Jack Evans on fire. So to get to see Helico versus Christian Cage is <coughs> a really good match. It's a fantastic match. Great matchup. Really good match. Of course, it did end with Christian Cage winning that match. After the match, Jack Evans attacks Christian Cage. So does Matt Hardy. They're beating the heck out of Christian Cage. Christian Cage is completely and absolutely outnumbered. But the stakes change when Jungle Boy comes out and clears the ring. Matt Hardy and them get out fast. The friendship between Christian Cage and Jungle Boy is really interesting. It's an interesting friendship. If you've not seen Christian Cage or you've not seen Jungle Boy, go on your social media and look them up. Their matches are incredible. Their match at the, you know, the, you know, the Battle Royale to determine who was going to be the number one contender for the title against Kenny Omega. Great match. Double or nothing. Great match. Great. I mean, this match was really good. Love looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with Christian Cage. Next, loving to see where he's going to go. Looking forward to seeing Jungle Boy face Kenny Omega in two weeks on the 26th. It's going to be an interesting match. It really is. But this was a good match. This really was. Tony's talking about a new debut. A new debut that's going to happen next week on AEW Dynamite. He's also talking about Cody and everything that Cody went through at Double or Nothing involving Anthony Agogo. And, of course, the match last week with Anthony Agogo and QT Marshall. He doesn't want us calling him Marshall anymore, guys. He wants us to call him Marshall. Really? Seriously, QT? Ugh. But Cody comes out, Arn comes out, and the new debut is going to team up with Cody is Arn's son, Brock Anderson. Good to see you know, Art Anderson's son coming into AEW. It's going to be interesting. Interesting to see, you know, how, how much different he is or how much similar he is to a, what kind of training he's gotten from the you know, the Nightmare Factory. 
how he's going to be. It's going to be interesting to see. So next in the next week, there will be a tag team match with Cody and Brock versus Aaron Solo and QT Marshall. I hate it's Marshall. It's not Marshall, but he wants to call him Marshall. Cody basically says Brock wasn't born just born a third generation superstar. He wasn't just born at third base. He crossed the home plate. He's done really well in the Nightmare Factory. He's shown what he can do. It's going to be interesting to see what he can do later. Well, QT comes out. Because, of course, Cody claims that he lost to Anthony Agogo last week. Those of you who have not seen the match, go back and look. Cody was pinned by QT, not Anthony Agogo. QT has a right to claim, yes, I did beat, I beat Cody, not Anthony Agogo. I did. QT, of course, does say that. I won against you, Cody, not Anthony Agogo. I did. Not quite sure how Anthony Agogo is going to like QT stealing his spotlight and his thunder. You know, you're a team, you're together as a faction called the Factory. Not quite sure how Anthony Agogo is going to like you stepping on his thunder. Not sure. Gonna be interested to see what goes on with QT and Anthony Agogo. Could we see a friction fight between the two of them? Don't know. Not quite sure where they're going with this. Anthony Agogo might be, yeah, 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 he won. Yeah, we don't know. It's gonna be interesting. But, of course, he makes fun of Brock. Yeah, yeah, they're generation superstar. He does the usual QT heel move, we expect. He says he's sick of all this. He says, you skipped over superstars in the back, Cody. You've completely and absolutely ignored them. Aaron Solo, Nick Camarado. He only names the people in his factory team. Cody's never skipped over anybody on the roster. Cody has always given everybody an opportunity to showcase what they can do either on AEW Dynamite or on Elevation or on Dark. They've never really skipped over anybody. Nick Camarado, Aaron Solo, they were not skipped over. You go back and watch them. They've had some incredible matches on Dark. You go back and watch them. They've had some incredible matches on Elevation. You go back and watch them. They've had incredible matches on AEW Dynamite. They've done really well. So to say that he skipped over them and skipped over you, QT, we all know he didn't skip over you. You were in a tag team with Dustin Rhodes. You you made the choice to make a mistake. You're the one who couldn't get over yourself and get beyond where you were to be a tag team champion. You think that the world owes you something, and like I've told you everybody before that listens, QT is owed nothing. QT has gotten things opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. It's not anybody's fault that you mess up on these opportunities. You got the diamond cutter as a finisher from DDP. That counts for something. It's annoying me that QT seems to think that he and Nick Camarado and Aaron Solo and, you know, even Anthony Agogo have been looked over. Anthony Agogo's just started. He's new to it. So you can't really put Anthony Agogo into that equation because he's only wrestled a couple of matches. He's not had an opportunity to shine yet. And it's not Anthony Agogo's fault. It's, you know, he hasn't been there long enough. He, you know, he's going to get to shine. He's going to get to show what he can do. So you can't go blaming Cody for that one. Nick Camarado and Aaron Solo, oh yeah, they've had plenty of opportunities. They have had some spectacular, incredible matches. Not buying it. Not buying it for a second, QT. He says basically to Cody, because you skipped over these people, including me, 
I want a match against you, Cody, in July in Miami with a South Beach strap match. Cody's like, hmm, you got your head scratching on, ooh, this could be interesting. You're going to be in front of a full packed out crowd doing this match. This is going to be an interesting little match. Last time Cody had a strap match with, with Brody Lee. And it was a pretty nasty match. So this is going to be interesting to see if QT will drop the ball again involving Cody. Of course, QT does what he does best. He attacks Arn Anderson. He blindsides Arn Anderson. Before Cody can even get to him, Brock is on top of QT. Literally annihilating QT. This is an Anderson. This is classic. This shows exactly what you know, they're all about. It's going to be interesting to see this match next week between them and Aaron Solo and QT Marshall. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen because QT seems to think that he's entitled to things. He seems to think that Cody is the source of all of his problems when in truth QT is the problem. He is the issue. He's got to get over himself. He's got to get over it and if he does, he'll accomplish a lot more. He'll do better. His team will do better if he gets over his jealousy of Cody and the rest of AEW. Get over it. You, you don't have to be like this. You, you can win matches without being a, you know, a butt about it. You'll be interested to see where this goes. We get Pac, Penta, and Eddie Kingston versus the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler. Of course, Don Callis comes out. Who didn't see? Don coming out again to commentary to run his mouth. And of course, Brandon Cutler's not dressed to wrestle. The stooge just not dressed by any means to wrestle. You know, he comes out in jogging gear. Come on, guy. With a camera. Stooge is not ready to wrestle. He really isn't. And they're doing, you know, the match is really good. At one point, you know, they, you know, tag in or try to tag in Brandon Cutler. Brandon Cutler wants nothing to do with it. Matt throws it in. Matt's like, throw you to the wolves. Watch this. Of course, the Bucks come out looking like they just walked off a GQ magazine modeling shoot again. Style and profile like the Bucks only can, and it's, it's really annoying because you're wrestlers, you're not models. Come on, boys. It, it's it's a really good match. Penta low blows, you know, Brandon Cutler. Of course, ref doesn't see it. It, it, it's, it really is. It's a really, really, really good match. Really great match. It ends, of course, with Eddie, Penta, and Pac winning the match. During the match, Penta and Eddie are doing really good together. They work really good together. Pac not really quite sure how him and Eddie were going to work together. At the beginning they weren't working really well. Pac didn't want to tag in Eddie. You know, it was really, but eventually they got on the same page and it turned out to be a really good match. Like of course I said they won. But afterwards the Good Brothers come out and start attacking Penta, Pac, and Eddie. Who comes out to help them? Frankie Kazarian of SCU. He is out for blood. He is out for vengeance against the Elite. They actually are calling him the Elite Destroyer because he is out to make sure the Elite pays for ending SCU, for ending Christopher Daniels' career. They are, he is mad. He is bent on getting them out, getting taking them out. And Frankie Kazarian literally attacks them. It's an amazing, amazing match. I mean, back and forth, amazing. Now, we heard about... You know, the whole conspiracy thing that Don Callis and them seem to think that they that they have proven. That there's a conspiracy to take, you know, the belt off Kenny Omega. There's no conspiracy, guys. We're not dumb. We didn't fall off the turnip truck yesterday. But they said that they were going to prove it tonight on AEW Dynamite. 
they come up with this video package, guys, that was created and produced by Michael Nakazawa, another stooge for Don Callis. This shows the double or nothing fight where, you know, Orange Cassidy Orange punches Kenny Omega and he almost has the win and Don Callis gets involved pulling the ref out. We all saw it. We all know what happened. They programmed this thing, you know, this little closed caption thing where the ref says he hates Kenny Omega and that, you know, he's out to take the title off Kenny Omega and people are chanting, thank you, Don. We all saw the match. We know what happened. We know that that was not there. That was, that did not happen. People were not chanting for Don. Not chanting, you know, not chanting. They were chanting for Kenny because we all love Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is fantastic. He's a fantastic, you know, competitor. We all were rooting for Pac and Orange Cassidy, too. We all know there is no conspiracy in AEW to get the title off Kenny. Kenny's just luck of the draw. You know, what happens, happens. Tony Khan's just setting up matches and making sure that, you know, that the fair matches between Kenny. Problem is Don Callis. Don Callis keeps getting involved. With the Bucks, the problem is Brandon Cutler. He, he, him, and the Good Brothers keep getting involved. There lies the problem. There, if there's anything, there's a conspiracy to make sure Kenny keeps his titles and make sure the Bucks keep their titles. That's the only conspiracy going on in AEW right now. But this whole video package, guys, if you've not seen it, go watch it. If you watch Double or Nothing, you're going to see the falseness for what it really is. It's a goofy video package. It's, it's brutally false. It's brutally doctored and fixed by Maka Nakazawa. It's brutally obvious. But it's an interesting little, little tip thing that they tried to set up. The Pentacle comes out. Way finally, we're gonna hear their. We're gonna see if they're gonna answer Inner Circle's challenge. They first talk about their, you know, their loss at Stadium Stampede. It was an incredible fight. Good fight. Give props to Pentacle. They did a great job. But then FTR starts talking about, you know, Santana and Ortiz and how they really are good and you know they're a really good team, but they've never been able to get the tag titles. They've never had an opportunity to get the tag titles, guys. Every time they end up in the top five ranking system, somehow they get knocked off. They've never really had a shot at the tag titles. So you can't go saying that they botched getting a shot because they never really have. They've never gotten an uh, actual shot at the titles. Never. Never, never. FTR claiming that they're the best in the world, and that, you know, they, 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 but they accept Santana and Ortiz's challenge. Next comes Sean Spears and how Sean Spears is mad that they're saying Sammy's the hero of Stadium Stampede. Sean, go back and watch the footage. Sammy Guevara whooped your butt. He whooped it. He is the hero of the whole match. He is the savior of the whole match. Whether you like it or not, facts are facts. And video footage don't lie. He beats you. Fair and square. Sean Spears basically calling Sammy an indie wrestler. Sammy Guevara beat you, boy. He beat you bad. Everything you tried to do, Sammy outwitted you. You're not that. I mean, Sean Spears is great. He's great, but you're not that good. You're not as good as the Spanish God. I'm sorry. Sammy does circles around you. He does circles around you, whether you like it or not. So I'm expecting there's going to be a fight between Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears to prove once and for all who really is the better wrestler. And I, I'm going to say it. I'm going to call it like it is. It's Sammy Guevara. I don't care what anybody says it is. You may disagree. You may think it's Sean Spears. That's fine. Give me a shout out. Tell me. But to me, it's Sammy Guevara. 
Wardlow is next. This was the one I was waiting for because I was wondering whether Wardlow would accept the challenge that was laid out for him. Now, guys, if you did not catch it or you didn't hear my podcast last week, Hager set up, Jake Hager set up a challenge for Wardlow for two weeks on Dynamite to face Wardlow in a MMA cage fight match. I was interested to see if Wardlow was going to accept that challenge because this is kind of out of Wardlow's element. It's something that Wardlow's not used to doing. He's fought in cage fights. I mean, he fought one with Cody. But he's never fought with MMA rules and MMA style. Those of you who know, you know, Jake Hager, he is an MMA fighter and an MMA former champ. Interested to see if he was going to accept it. Wardlow accepts his challenge. We're going to get to see an MMA cage fight next week on Dynamite versus Wardlow versus Jake Hager with MMA rules. It's going to be interesting to see if Wardlow can step into you know that kind of an element and dominate like he does in the regular ring. It's going to be interesting to see, but he does accept it. MJF comes out next and claims that Chris Jericho was his idol. He idolized Chris Jericho. I mean, he was so happy when he got to see Chris Jericho when AEW was formed. You know, he was so happy. He idolized him, you know. But Chris isn't on his level. Chris is not as good as him. Really? Really? Chris is the GOAT. The greatest of all times. Chris Jericho is every company he's ever been in, he's made that company stronger. He's made the wrestlers strong. You know, he fights for people. You know, he's a he's really not on your level, MJ? Seriously? Are you drinking something? Everyone knows Chris Jericho is good. He is dang good. And if you say it on your level, you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. You hit your head. But of course he tells him, you're not on my level. So your match request for me? Denied. Because I'm better than you and you know it. Really? Really? Because Jericho literally was whooping your butt in a stadium stampede match. He had your number. He was whooping your tail. And you're telling me that he's that you're better than him? Mm. But it is, of course, if you guys don't know, classic MJF. This is what Maxwell Jacob Friedman does. This is where he you know, showcases his true colors. You see it. This is what you expect. If you've not seen MJF, go look him up on social media. You'll see what I mean. It's just This is classic MJF. Well, they're getting ready to leave, and Jericho pops up on the screen, and he's talking to MJ, and he's got his bat in hand. Oh, boy. Now, guys, keep in mind, when Pentacle showed up at the beginning of AEW Dynamite, they came in under white stretched limo. Keep that in mind. And now we see Jericho with a baseball bat on the screen, and he's basically telling Max how he feels. And everything about how what Max really truly is. Next thing we see, Inner Circle is standing there and they demolish. I mean demolish a classic wrestling style. Inner Circle's limo. The window shattered. The taillights busted. The front light busted. The tire, Santana slashes the tires. It's in, you, you, have fun walking home, boys. Slashes the tires. Classic. But the best part is Hager. 
Hager comes up in a forklift and picks this thing up off the ground. He destroys this thing. There is nothing left of this limo when Inner Circle is done. Classic, guys. If you have not seen this, go on social media. I recommend you watch the segment because it's absolutely incredible. Inner Circle takes off and basically Chris tells him, oh, you better call an Uber and walks off. Pentacle is mad. You can see MJF's jaw twitching, the furiousness. You can see it. Fight with Inner Circle and Pentacle is far from over. It's far from over. And it's going to be interesting to see. I'm waiting for this MMA cage fight because I want to see what Wardlow can do against Jake Hager. I want to see if he can fight Jake Hager's element. I want to see if he can, you know, go head-to-head with Hager in an MMA fight. I really want to see if he can do it. It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see if, if MJ and them don't try to get involved in it. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. TNT Championship, Miro versus Evil Uno. Before the match ever ran, they did a promo, a video package with Evil Uno talking about Brody Lee. It was a moving, wonderful, move you to tears package. It really shows how close Brody Lee was to the members of the Dark Order. Shows how much he mattered to every person he ever came in contact with. It was a moving video package. It was a great video package. Guys, if you are a Luke Harper or Brody Lee fan, I recommend you go watch this video package. It's, it's, it's moving. It's a beautiful video package. Beautiful way for Eva Uno to give a tribute to Brody Lee. It really is. I mean, really is. But, of course, we get that TNT Championship, Miro versus Eva Uno. It's a great fight. Dark Order does come out and they're cheering Evil Uno on. And we're really hoping Evil Uno gets this because he would bring the TNT title back to the Dark Order where it stayed with Brody Lee. Incredible fight. Great fight. Back and forth. Evil Uno even does his discus lariat, which is incredible. You know, the boot, the famous boot by, you know, Brody Lee. It was an incredible fight. Of course, it ended with Miro retaining. Wasn't happy about it. Not quite sure who's going to take this title off Miro. Don't know who's going to be able to take Miro down and get this title back. I'm not quite sure who's going to get it. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But it was a great fight. Great effort by Evil Uno. Great tribute to Brody Lee. I loved it. I, I re- highly recommend you guys go watch this because it's a really, really great showcase of what Dark Order is all about and what Brody, how much Brody meant to them. It's a great, it's great, great match. Really good match. Of course, we heard last week the challenge laid out by Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, to basically telling uh, Darby, get any partner you want, doesn't matter who it is, just can't be seen and face us in the ring. They were waiting for Darby's answer, and Darby basically said he's going to give him an answer. He says he's not replacing Sting. He's just not doing it. He says next week he wants to face Ego Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky in a handicap match. And he doesn't want Sting to be there. He wants Sting to stay at home. Sting's trying to convince him, this is not a good idea. You really don't want me to stay home. You need me. You know what they can do. Darby ain't having it. Darby ain't letting up. Darby's like, no, I'm going to prove to everyone that... Darby was TNT champion, guys, for a bit. I mean, he beat, beat 
anybody he came in contact with up until Miro. And he only lost to Miro because of Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. That's the only reason why he lost or he wouldn't have. He was a great, great I mean, he went up some of, with some of the best, best TNT champions he could have won. You know, TNT fights he could have ever been in. Went up against some of the best people in AEW right now and managed to retain the title. We all know what Darby's capable of. We know Darby's good. But I agree with Sting wholeheartedly. You don't want to be in a handicap match with these two boys. They don't play fair and they don't play right. They play dirty. I mean, come on. They threw him down a two flights of stairs in the middle of an AEW Dynamite. We all know what they're capable of. Going into this match in a handicap match is a dangerous game Darby's playing. Do I think Darby might be up to something? Yeah, I do. But I'm not quite sure what it is yet. I'm not quite sure what's going to happen in this match. It's going to be interesting to see next week what goes on here. Whether what Darby might have cooking up. Or if Darby can actually beat both of them. And prove once and for all that Sting is not the reason he's winning matches. Darby wins matches on his own. He doesn't need help help to do it. I mean, he's had some incredible matches. Including the Battle Royale match last year at Double or Nothing. He got injured. Come back and you know fighting Brian Cage and some of the best competitors in the ring. Darby's good. He is. And it's going to be interesting to see where this fight goes. We see Tony back in the ring. And here comes Kenny Omega with Don Callis. Who did not see this coming? They're talking about their video package and how, the, you know, this is one of the bad, you know, this is proof that there's a conspiracy going on to remove Kenny as, as AEW champion. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, Don Callis even says, well, this is a con, as in Tony Khan, job. Typical Don Callis. Typical Kenny Omega. Yeah, they call. Basically, he asked them, you know, about Jungle Boy and you know the match with Jungle Boy next week, you know, on the twenty sixth. You know, does Kenny think that he can, you know, hang hang with Jungle Boy? Blah 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 blah. Don Callis calls Jungle Boy a one hit wonder. You know, you know, Kenny starts mocking Jungle Boy. We this is classic Kenny Omega and classic Don Callis. Classic heel move. You mock your opponent to try to psych him out. This is what you do. This is exactly what you do when you think you've got your opponent. You think your opponent might have your number. You psych them out. You make them think, hey, you're, you're not on my level. You're not good enough to beat me. You're not good enough to even take me out. I can put you in a one-winged angel and it's done. He's psyching him out just like he's psyching out Moose on Impact with the Impact title. Same scenario, different opponent. But it's the same storyline. Same thing. Jungle Boy comes out. Kenny's laughing and saying he doesn't do promos. He doesn't talk. We rarely hear Jungle Boy talk. Jungle Boy normally comes in, fights, and that's it. You rarely hear Jack Perry talk. He really rarely ever does. He's all about the fight. That's what he's all about. That's what makes him such a good performer. Because he's all about coming in there and bringing the fight. That's what he does. Whether he's with, you know, Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt or whether he's by himself. His most deadliest move, guys, is the snare trap. No one's ever been able to get out of that snare trap. Every person that's ever been put in it has tapped out. So, you know, he's right. He doesn't do promos. But, of course, Jungle Boy, you know, basically says he doesn't have... Basically, Kenny goes, you don't have the guts. You can't beat me. There's no way you can beat me. Don Callis is right. You're a one-hit wonder. You're not going to be able to beat me. Blah, 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 blah. Jack takes the mic from Kenny. Kenny goes, I'm going to give you a couple seconds to say something. And then I'm going to walk out of here. And we're done. Jungle Boy just kind of looks at him. Takes the mic and looks at him and goes, you know what? You talk too much. 
and starts attack. Kenny starts attacking him, but Jungle Boy starts attacking him back. It's a it's an incredible little storyline setup. Perfect way that I mean, literally, they are fighting back and forth. You know, Jungle Boy's doing really good, but what's really cool is Jungle Boy almost, guys, almost gets him in to a snare trap. And if he got Kenny into that try that that move, I guarantee you Kenny's gonna tap out. Because it's very hard to get out of that move. No one's ever been able to counter the snare trap. So it's interesting. But of course, the Bucks come out and help Kenny. Who did I see Don having his back up in his pocket to protect his valuable money asset? His money is, you know, his free opportunity. Who didn't see this coming? We knew it was coming. They do this with the Good Brothers and Impact. They're going to do it with the Bucks and AEW. Same storyline, same song and dance, just different opponents. This is going to be an interesting match. Really going to be an interesting match. Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, of course, are answering Darby's challenge. They tell him that he really should have went with a tag team partner. But they agreed to do a handicap match with Darby. I'm telling you guys, Darby's up to something. I don't know what Darby Allen's up to, but he's up to something. And it remains to be seen what's going to happen when we have this handicap match next week. It's going. It remains to be seen what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Lance Archer versus Chandler Hawkins. This thing pretty much is a Lance Archer comes in, beats the daylights out of the guy, and wins. Who didn't see it? Jake comes out with him, stands on the ramp, watches him. Murderhawk Monster, of course, does win. Anything Lance Archer does, guys, he comes in and dominates in the ring. This guy is a force to be reckoned with. He is a deadly force that eventually is going to collide with a champion that he can beat. It's just a matter of time as to which champion he's going after. He's claimed that he would love to get his hands on the New Japan title. Hmm. Interesting because Dominion just had their title. You know, their pay, you know, New Japan just had their pay-per-view on Monday to determine the new champion for the vacated New Japan title. He's claimed he wanted that one. So he could go against Okada or Tangi. He could go after Kenny Omega. He could go after Miro. Heck, he could go after whoever wins the Impact title, you know, against all odds on Saturday. Yeah, he could go against anybody. The sky's the limit as to where Lance Archer's going to go in AEW. But I'm promising you, it's going to be a deadly fight when it's done. Archer's, Archer's far from being done from getting a title. And once it gets it, it's going to be very hard to get it off of him. I, I can promise you that it's going to be very hard to get it off the Murder Heart Monster. Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero versus Layla Hirsch. Now, they have been picking on Layla Hirsch on Twitter. Layla's a little, she's, you know, she's small, a smaller wrestler, smaller female comp- uh, competitor, but Size doesn't matter. Layla brings the fight. This girl can bring a fight to anybody, no matter size, height, weight, whatever. She's good. And they've been picking on her height as of late on Twitter. So, of course, this led to this fight. It's a really good fight. And Layla really brings it to Nyla Rose. You really think, hey, this girl, she's good. If you've not seen her, go look up the legit Layla Hirsch. She's incredible. She's a really great in-ring performer. If you've not seen Nyla Rose, go look her up. She's an incredible performer. They both bring the fight to each other. Of course, it does end in Nyla Rose winning that fight. But it was, like again, like I said, not an easy win for Nyla. Not an easy win. She is gunning for that 
AEW Women's Championship that's held by Britt Baker right now. She's gunning for it. You see it coming. You're just not quite sure when it's gonna when and if it's gonna happen. Of course, we do get a promo with Doctor Britt Baker DMD, and it's a great promo. Anything that Britt does is fantastic. If you've not seen Britt Baker, look her up. She's incredible, and being a champion, she's even more incredible. She you know, she really does showcase. What the women's division in AEW can do. She's good. She's fantastic. I love her as a champ. She deserved that title. She earned that title against Akara Shida. She really did. Incredible incredible promo. You guys will have to go watch it to see seeing it. Me telling you about it doesn't give it justice. You need to see it. It's go on your social media and look it up. It's a great promo with her and Tony Schiavone. Great promo. Then we get to our main event. Hangman Adam Page and Preston Ten of the Dark Order versus Brian Cage and the Powerhouse Hobbs. Taz, of course, is on commentary. Like I told you guys, Taz is incredible on commentary. I love Taz on commentary. Yeah, He does it on AEW Dark. He's fun. He's hilarious. He'll give you fun facts. Facts that you don't know about wrestling that you know, you're like, wow, I didn't know that. Thank you, Taz. He's incredible when he's on commentary, and I love when he's on commentary, no matter who is in the ring when he's doing it. It's a great match. Really, really, really good match. Of course, about halfway through the match, we see Ricky Starks and, you know, his son come out, and, you know, they're pretty much, you know, standing there, and, you know, they're trying, you know, they're not really trying to get involved in the match much. They're trying to let Hobbs and Cage show what they can, which Cage is, Cage is a killer entering performer. Brian Cage is a lethal machine. Power Hobbs, lethal machine. Will Hobbs is dangerous. But Heyman Adam Page and Preston Ten of the Dark Order, incredible. They are an incredible team. It's a really good match. The match is going really well. It's great. Of course, like I told you, Ricky and them were out there. Ricky has been really being a thorn in Brian Cage's side for a while. There has been serious, serious cracks in this TNT or this group, this you know, in this group, there has been a serious five cracks in the foundation of Team Taz. Serious cracks, and you can see it between Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. Several times, Ricky Starks has gotten involved in Brian Cage's matches and tried to cheat, and Cage won't cheat. Cage wants to win the fight fairly. Don't blame the FTW champion at all. Don't blame him at all. If you want to do that, prove prove it. Prove that you are dominating, and he's proven it. But, of course, again, Ricky Starks tries to use the FTW Championship and passes it to Cage. Cage takes one look at it, looks at it, and goes, oh. throws it out of the ring again. Does not want to cheat. Don't blame Cage at all. Wants to win this fight fairly for him and Hobbs. Don't blame him at all. Not one bit. Ricky Starks is not happy about it. He is mad. He gets up on the ring ropes while this match is going on. You know, there's a few between the two of them. He reaches over and smacks Brian Cage in the face. Uh-oh. Wrong thing to do, Ricky Starks. Cage is out of the ring. Mind you guys, there's a tag match going on with him and Hobbs versus Preston Ten of the Dark Order and Hangman Adam Page. He leaves the ring and heads to the back chasing Starks, leaving Will Hobbs alone to finish this match. It's a great fi- I mean great match. It ends, of course, with Preston Ten and Hangman Adam Page winning that match because Brian Cage left. He had every right to leave. Ricky smacked him in the face. Of course, you're not going to take that line down. That's not how this works. 
foundation crack. You're seeing it start to crumble, and you're seeing Brian Cage starting to have enough of Ricky Starks and had enough with Team Taz and is ready to move on to something bigger and better. See it coming. Of course, we see at the end Dark Order celebrating in the ring. All of them with Heyman Adam Page. Even Negative One is there, which is Brody Lee's son, Brody Lee Jr. It's an incredible way to end the match. Of course, next week, guys, TNT, on TNT at 10 o'clock, there is another AEW Dynamite on Friday night. Don't miss it, guys. Next week, 10 o'clock on TNT, Friday Night Dynamite. It's going to be interesting. going to be interesting to see what happens. Excited to see what AEW is going to come up with next. Now we move on to Impact for 610. Guys, this is the Impact before the pay-per-view for Against All Odds. Of course, it's, we've all been waiting. We heard about the AEW you know, Impact Summit. We've all been waiting to see what Tony Khan and Scott Demore have in store for Kenny Omega and Don Callis. We've been waiting on this. Well, it opens with Scott Demore being in the show for Impact and AEW. He mentions the summit. He introduces Tony Khan, who comes out to the AEW theme music. Nice to see. They're having a little discussion back and forth about what's been going on on both of their, you know, their shows involving Kenny Omega and Don Callis. It's a you know, nice little discussion between the two general, you know, between the two presidents. Nice little discussion. Don Callis comes out while they're talking and interrupts them both and points out a couple of facts to both of them. His first fact is that if they have any notion of putting Sammy Callahan into the Impact World title fight with Kenny Omega and Moose, they should think twice. Of course, Tony and Scott are listening. First off, Callis says that, you know, Callahan's been blacklisted everywhere he goes. If you guys don't know Sammy Callahan, go look him up. He is a loose cannon. He kind of reminds me of a younger version of John Moxley on AEW. You put the two of them together, they'd be an incredible tag team. I mean, they are they both are loose cannons. Right? You don't know what they're going to do. They're unpredictable on what they're going to do. And Sammy Callahan is one of my favorites in Impact right now. <clears throat> the, he's incredible. He's absolutely incredible. I mean, incredible. But he says he's blacklisted and, you know, all over the place. You know, he says, uh, basically, he said, you know, that's what he's telling them. And he says, Scott says, Well, Don, due to your boys causing a double DD, double DQ to Moose and Sammy last week in their match, Sammy Callahan has every right to be in this match. Tony Khan and I both agree he has every right to be in this match because you, your boys got involved, including Tony, including, you know, you and Kenny Omega. Y'all got involved and caused a double DQ. So I don't see why it wouldn't be fair for Sammy to be put in this match because you put, put him into this position. He said, well, Don continues to try to make his case to try to make sure that Sammy's not involved in the match. He continues to try to plead with Tony Khan and Scott Demore not to put him in this match. Don't bring him in. We don't want him in it. Keep him out of it. After back and forth arguing between them, Scott tells Don, you make a good case. And that's why we both agree on Saturday night, it will be Kenny Omega one-on-one -on -one with Moose. Don's happy about that. Okay, finally, I, I, we put Sammy Callahan in the review mirror. We're great. Woo-hoo-hoo. Don's getting ready to walk off, and Tony Khan goes, wait a minute. Tony Khan grabs the mic. Hold on. We ain't done here. We ain't done here. We ain't done by a long shot. Don, you don't really care about Kenny or this company or its title, do you? You really don't. It's all about the money for you, isn't it? It's all about the big venue. 
You know, what's the next big score? What am I going to get? You know, Tony Khan's making a perfectly good case to Don about Don Callis because it's true. Don Callis doesn't care about anything. I mean, come on. He was an exec and impact. And he was given an ultimatum. Either you pick Kenny or you pick your executive position. And he picked Kenny. Causing him to lose his executive position in Impact. He basically is Kenny's manager now. Has no say so on what goes on in Impact. But he makes a perfectly good case. And he says, well, I'm going to tell you something. Tony goes, it seems to me you need a big venue for this match, right? Don Callis agrees. He goes, yeah, you're right. We, 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 you know, we would like to have it in a bigger venue with a crowd. You know, yeah, we, we would like that. Well, Daly's place is open. There's not any you know, anything AEW related going on there. Why don't you have Moose's and Kenny Omega's match at Daly's place? Home of AEW. Why not? Don goes, hmm. He goes, but I'll assure you. I'll assure you. I promise you. Sammy Callahan will not be there. I promise you he won't be there. Musa and Kenny will have a fair fight. Sammy won't get involved. Everything will be kosher. Everything will be good. They'll have a fair fight. It'll be a fair title match. <clears throat> Don smiles and goes, Okay, he's getting ready to leave. Tony and Scott Demore both at the same time, grab the mic. And they basically put what's called a Columbo on one last thing. They say, Okay, both of them together, two Don say, whoever walks out as champion between Moose and Kenny Omega on July 17th, that person will defend the Impact title against none other than Sammy Callahan at Slammiversary. Don Callis is furious. Because now they're telling them, if Kenny beats Moose, he's got to face Sammy Callahan for the title? The loose cannon that's been giving Kenny a run for his money at every turn? Every place Kenny turns, Sammy Callahan is right there? Not happy. Don Callis walks off, goes backstage. The good brothers Kenny and Don are talking. They're having a nice little chat. They're talking about, good. basically Don Callis tells the good brothers, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to do one thing for me. I need you guys to go tonight and take out Sammy Callahan for good. I don't want him anywhere near the Impact title. I don't want him getting a shot at Slammiversary. I want you guys to take him out for good where he cannot be medically cleared to perform at Slammiversary against Kenny Omega if he wins against Moose. Can you do that for me? Tony Khan happens to be walking by with Scott. And he hears this. Tony's like, hmm. So he kind of whispers something to Scott Demore, and Scott Demore kind of smiles and walks over and goes, Hey, Don! Don! Good brothers! Wait, 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 stop right there. Tony Khan and I have come up with this really good idea. Good brothers, per orders of Tony Khan, you will be facing Sammy Callahan at Impact Zone at Against All Odds. And he gets to make a partner of his choosing from either Impact or AEW. It's up to him. And Tony goes, oh, and boys, one more thing. It's going to be a street fight. Good brothers are not happy. Kenny's not happy. Don's not happy. It's going to be interesting to see who Sammy Callahan chooses. Because he used to choose from either, either, either wrestling company. He can choose... Frankie Kazarian from 
AEW. He could choose Angelico from AEW. He could go choose, you know, Eddie Kingston, Pack. On the other hand, he could go over and choose, you know, Eddie Edwards. You know, anybody, you know, Crazy Steve, you know, Madman Folsom. He could choose anybody from Impact or AEW. It's his choice. Going to be interested to see where this goes. Well, then we see a promo with Brian Myers trying to get Sam Beagle to cut a promo against Matt Cardona. Sam Beagle won't do it. He won't do it because Matt Cardona is his friend. And Matt Cardona right now is out with an orbital, a fractured orbital bone at the hands of Brian Myers. And he really doesn't want to disrespect his friend. Of course, Myers isn't happy with it. He doesn't like it. Could we be seeing a fight between Beagle and Myers? Could this be coming? Possible. Waiting to see what's going to happen with this. Interesting. Well, then we see Sammy Callahan. He comes walking up to Scott Demore and Tony Khan. Who are both saying they're still talking. And he says, partner or not, I'll take out the Good Brothers at Against All Odds. Tommy Dreamer walks up. He's one of the execs for Impact and also former you know, wrestler. Walks up and says, hey, Khan, Demore, you know I hate Don Callis. I want to be Sammy's partner. Sammy says, maybe. That's a possibility. I could possibly pick you. Yeah, it'd be an interesting little setup between you and me. Hmm, maybe. Maybe. He walks off. Damore and Khan both tell Dreamer, you can't consider Don an enemy due to, you know, his status and impact. You, you, I understand that he gave up his executive position and impact, but you can't be mad at him for that. That, you know, that was his choice. You don't need to be mad at Don for that. And Tommy goes, yeah, but boys, I do consider Callus my enemy. And the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And right now, all I want is to get my hands on the Good Brothers and my hands on Kenny Omega and on Callus and end their reign of terror and impact. That's all I care about. That's what I want. It ends. Rosemary versus Havoc. If Havoc wins the match, she will be added to the knockout title match at Impact against all odds. It's an interesting fight. Very, very, very interesting because these two girls, both same faction, you know, best friends, twisted sisters. So it's a really interesting little fight. You know, it's a really, really, I mean, really, really. They brought the fight, guys. They really brought the fight. Of course, it did end with Rosemary winning that match, which means Havoc will not be added to the title, to the match. Deanna Parazzi, Susan, and Kimberly come out and start attacking everybody. I mean, everybody. They took out everybody. Havoc, Rosemary, they take them out. Well, Susan then gets on the mic and says, Scott, hey, Scott, I demand that you give Kimberly a match against Tasha Steele of Fire and Flare tonight, and I want it right now. Give it to me. Right now. Kimberly's in shock. She's like, wait a minute. I didn't ask for that. What the heck are you doing? What's wrong with you? Even Deanna Parazzi's like, Susan, what are you thinking? You're starting to see the foundations crack in this faction, too. And it's cracking with Susan. Susan's cracking under the pressure, and you see it coming. Of course, Don Callis gives us Kimberly with Deanna Parazzi versus Tasha Steele. Of course, Kara Hogan comes out. 
It's a really, really good fight. These two girls really bring it, even though Kimber did not want to be in a fight against one half of Fire and Flare. She just really didn't. She had no reason to. She didn't want to. Susan put her in this position. She's not happy about it, but it's a great fight. The girls really showcase what they can do, minus their tag team partners. Of course, it does end with Tasha Steele winning that match. Fair and square. She didn't cheat. Kira Hogan didn't get involved. Susan didn't cause a match match screw-up. Nothing happened. It was a fair, clean win. Deanna and Susan both brawl out with fire and flare. I mean, literally beating the daylights out of them. Well, Rosemary and Havoc have had enough of this beating the daylights out of people. They've already got, gotten beat, beaten up, so they come out and start to even up the odds. Havoc choke slams Kimberly. Rosemary hits Deanna Parazzi with her finisher. Kira Hogan is left alone. Left alone. Susan and Steele get out of the ring. They want nothing to do with this fight. <clears throat> she gets doubles choke slammed by Havoc and Rosemary taking Kira Hogan out. Is this leading to possibility of Havoc and Rosemary going after the knockout tag team champions? Is this possible? Could we see Fire and Flare versus Rosemary and Havoc? That would be an interesting match. I would love to I would love to see Rosemary and Havoc get the tag titles. That would be a great, great, you know, great thing for them to do. Interesting to see what's gonna happen. Interesting to see what's gonna happen. It's gonna be interesting. Of course we get another promo promo for Steve McLean. For those of you who don't know, he's one of the members, used to be one of the members of the Forgotten Sons in WWE. He is coming. We're not sure when he's coming. It's just you know, it's interesting promo. You have to go look at it to see. What I tell you is not going to do the promo justice. You need to go check it out. It's an interesting promo. Could we see Wesley Blake coming to Impact? Possibly. Could, you know, we don't know. The sky's the limit as to what's going to happen with you know Wesley Blake. You know, and, you know, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting. Looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. Josh Alexander's doing an interview and he's talking about what happened. You see the bruises on his face and stuff. Yeah, he's talking about the 60-man iron match between him and TJP. It was a great match, guys. If you've not seen this, it was before Impact last week. It was an incredible 60-man iron match. It's on YouTube. Go look this thing up. It's Josh Alexander versus TJP for the X Division title 60-man iron match. It is a great match. It's incredible. But he saw, you see the bruises on his face. He's talking about the Iron Match. He's praising TJP for what he's done, for everything that TJ's accomplished. He gives respect to TJ, where respect is due. Shout out to Josh. Thank you for doing that. TJP, he's an incredible superstar, incredible fight. Yeah, just incredible. Incredible. He's saying basically, you know, you never know our cross, our paths might cross again. We may end up in another fight for this title. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. He's excited about the fatal five-way number one contenders match at Against All Odds. Ace Austin, who is one of those people, comes out and tells, basically tells Josh Alexander, I'm the only one that you should be paying attention to. I'm the one that's your problem. I'm the one that's going to be the force coming after your title. You need to pay attention to me. All eyes on me because I'm the one that's going to hurt you. He's like, I'm going to, he goes, I've beaten you several times in the past when we faced each other. Good luck, because you're going to need it. Because I'm the one that's going to win this. I'm the one that's going to be your problem. I'm going to be in your rearview mirror, ready to take that X Division title off of you. Just watch. Then we get Petey Williams 
and Trey Miguel versus Raju and Chris Bay. Interesting setup because these two, you know, these two teams have never really been put together. It's an interesting, I mean, Trey, Trey Miguel, fantastic competitor. Petey Williams, fantastic competitor. Raju, incredible. Chris Bay, incredible. It's a great fight. They really put on a heck of a tag team fight. A really, really good fight between the two of them. Of course, it ends up being Petey Williams and Trey Miguel winning that fight. Incredible. Incredible fight, guys. I mean, it really was. Of course, when it ends, none other than their other two people. Now, keep in mind, guys, Petey Williams, Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, and uh, Raju are fighting in this fatal five-way for the title. And Chris Bay, they're all fighting together. So, would be, you know, it doesn't surprise us that Ace Austin would come out with Madman Fulton and start attacking everybody in the ring that's involved in this match, this Fatal Five Way. Well, better way to take out all your opponents so you can face Josh Alexander on your own. Alexander comes out to balance the scale. It breaks loose. I mean, it gets into an all out brawl between all of these guys, including Josh Alexander. It's a nasty, nasty fight. Eventually, it turns into everybody attacking Madman Fulton. Don't know why, but apparently Madman Fulton is the X Factor in Ace Austin getting the win at this Fatal Five Weight against all odds. He's the X Factor. So it's gonna do who better to do than to take out the X Factor, you know, the win the person that can help him win, other than Madman Fulton. You know, Williams assists Bay. Raju hits an ultimate Canadian destroyer on Fulton off the top rope. The whole time this is going on, Ace is up. At the top of the ring, right at the top of the ramp, watching them destroy Madman Fulton, not wanting to help him at all, not coming in to even volunteer to help him at all. What's going on with Madman Fulton and, and Ace? What's happening here? Does he really think that you know Madman Fulton could be a problem? You know, causing the match? Don't know. Interesting. What's going to happen? Willie Max getting ready to face W. Morrissey when Swan walks up and says. I want Morrissey too. I deserve a shot at Morrissey just as much as you do because of everything that Morrissey's done to me. I, 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 I do. I, 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 you, you deserve fight. So do I. I want a shot at him too. Not just you. Matt tells him, okay, I'll tell you what. If you don't interfere in my match tonight, don't come out at all. Even though it's no DQ, don't come out at all. I'll give you a shot at him next. You'll have a shot at him next, and I'll do the same common courtesy to you. I won't come out and help you either, as long as you don't come out and help me. Swan agrees to it. I agree with Willie Mack. I agree with him completely. You know, it should be a fair fight between him and W. Morrissey. It really should. You know, I understand where Swan's coming from. I understand, you know, what how it's going on with Swan and W. Morrissey. I get it, but... I think it was a good call on Willie Mack's part. I think Swan agreeing to it was fair. I like it. I mean, I really do. I I, I like it. Yeah, I agree. Swan does have a does deserve a shot at him too because he did attack Swan. It's only fair. All is fair when you do this. It's, you know, it just it's fair. Interesting to see this. Of course, then we get to Neil Dashwood with Caleb with a K with a K guys with a K. They're doing it's all about me. Rachel Erling's on there, and she's one of the hosts for the show. Tennille asked her to come on and help host the show. Jordana Grace comes comes with her, and Jordana Grace is not happy about this whole thing with Tennille Dashwood and Rachel. She doesn't like it. She's not happy with it. 
she just she isn't. And Tennille and Kayla basically are not happy with Grace being there either. They don't like Jordana Grace being there. They don't want her there. No, no, no. But they let her stay. They give Rachel one of the t give her a T-shirt with the T-shirt for you know Tennille Dashwood, and of course Rachel accepts it. And she asks Rachel, "So why are you here?" Why are you here? Why are you in impact? What you know? What's the deal? What's your story? And Rachel tells Tennille, "I've been disrespect. You've been disrespecting not only me, but you've been disrespecting my tag partner, and you've been disrespecting almost every woman in the locker room back there. They deserve respect. They deserve the proper treatment and the proper respect from you. And you're not. You and Caleb are not giving it to them. And that's not, that's why I'm here. I'm here to." get you to respect them. I'm here to beat the respect out of you. Will you respect everybody in the back? That's what I'm here for. Grace basically, you know, okay. Well, she, she challenges her to a match. And Grace says, wait, 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 wait. I want a match with her too, you know. Hello, I get a fair fight. She's not only you she's been disrespecting. She's been disrespecting me too, so why shouldn't I? Grace then tells her, I'm going to Scott right now to ask for a match against Tennille Dashwood. I'm going over your head. I'm skipping. I'm going straight to Demore. I'm going to get my match whether you like it or not. Rachel's not happy. Tennille's not happy. Scott going to give him the match. We'll see. Of course, before Impact, we had a match between Dinner and Crazy Steve. It's going to be an interesting match. Of course, Violent by Design have been really dangerous lately. They've been very dangerous lately. And, of course, we've had this thing with the K versus Violent by Design. And it's been an interesting little setup. The match was great. Everything was wonderful. But Crazy Steve lost. He lost. It wasn't an easy win for Violent by Design. Not by any means, guys. Not an easy win whatsoever. But Crazy Steve did lose from Decay. But now they're saying that he's going to be tagging Dinneris with Rhino at Impact Slammiversary. And the belts that they're carrying belong to Violet by Design. Anybody wants to step up and try to take them from Violet by Design? Come on. Step up. And we're going to plow right through you. Come on. Step up to the plate. Who's going to step up and challenge Violet by Design? Could we see possibly Finjuice coming back to get the rematch? Could we see someone else going after the titles? Who knows? It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen on Slammiversary on July 17th. going to be real interesting to see. I'm kind of hoping it's Finjuice because Finjuice deserves a shot at those titles again because they were theirs. kind of hoping it's them, but you never know. Sky's the limit as to what the Forbidden Door might give us. What we might see from the Forbidden Door. It's interesting to see. Of course, Joe Donnery, Violent by Design versus Eddie Edwards. Violent by Design, whenever Eric Young and them are out there, you expect them to cheat. It, it's just Violent by Design's nature. The match was good. It was a really good fight. You know, you weren't quite sure whether Violent by Design was going to get involved. Of course, they tried to attack Edwards, but they get surprised by a New Japan legend. And he literally evens up the odds, sending them over the top rope. When they do cheat, Eddie Edwards does, of course, win by DQ. Fight ensues after the match. Interesting fight. Great fight. Looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. Looking forward to seeing what's going to happen between Kamiya uh, and Donnery. Interesting to see what's going to happen. Guess we'll see. It'll be interesting.
Interesting fighting. But by design, you know, could have a big problem on their hands. We'll see. Moose cuts a promo ahead of against odds. And basically he admits that the better man won against him and Swan. Swan was the better man. Swan actually proved that he could, you know, hang with Moose. He gives Swan the respect and the credit where the credit's due. He really thinks that Swan was the better man in that match. He proved he was the better man by the shadow of a doubt. But then he goes on to say that unlike Swan, who couldn't beat Kenny Omega, he's going to beat Kenny Omega and bring the Impact title home where it belongs. Guys, keep in mind, the Impact title is being defended at Daly's place at Against All Odds, home of AEW. So, it's going to be interesting to see if Moose can actually pull this off. Because, guys, like I've told you, Moose is a dominating force. He's going to be difficult to beat. And Kenny's going to have a big fight on his hands, I'm promising you. Especially being in AEW territory, yeah, he's got a big problem. It's going to be interesting to see how he does. be interesting to see what's going to happen between him and Moose. Will he retain? We're going to find out. We're going to find out pretty quick. Then we get W. Morrissey versus Willie Mack. No DQ. Like I said, Swan promised he wouldn't come out. He promised he wouldn't get involved even though it's a no DQ. They're fighting in the beginning and then they realize, wait a minute, it's a no DQ match. Let's bring in some chairs. Let's bring in some tables. Kendo sticks. Ooh, fire extinguisher. They bring in everything. The two of them tear each other apart. <laughs> tables. Chairs. Willie Mack throws W. Morsey onto a ladder at one point. It's a nasty fight. It's a good fight, but a nasty fight. Of course, it does end with W. Morsey defeating Willie Mack. Morris continues to attack Willie Mack after the match is over. The refs are trying to stop him. They're trying to get him off. He is literally beating the daylights out of Willie Mack. Swan comes out and makes the save. Swings a chair and almost hits well, it hits W. Morsey in the face. Long enough, W. Morsey gets out of the ring fast enough. Rolls out. It literally breaks into chaos with Swan and them fighting. Literally up on the ring, up on the ring ramp, fighting back and forth in the front. He you know, goes to the back. It literally just goes crazy. Security's trying to stop them. They can't stop them. They're tearing each other apart. This right here is interesting because after that, Scott Demore comes out and says, "All right, all right, all right, all right." I've had enough of this chaos. This is not going to break down like this. There's going to be a match between you, W. Morrissey, and Rich Swan at Against All Odds. I'm done. I've had it. Morrissey versus Swan. May the best man win. Impact ends that way. Guys, I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Because Against All Odds is the next pay-per-view. It's going to be interesting to see how Daly's Place plays a factor. You know, what's going to happen with Kenny Omega and Moose? What's going to happen with Swan and Morrissey? You know, what's going to happen with Rosemary and Deanna Parazzi? You know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what all is in store at you know, at this leading up to Slammiversary. Keep in mind, guys, whoever wins against Moose and Kenny Omega has to face Loose Cannon Sammy Callahan for the title at Slammiversary. Keep that in mind. So that is my one to watch. Moose versus Kenny. To see who is going to face Sammy Callahan at Slammiversary. It's 
going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun one to watch. Don't miss it, guys. Against our odds. I want to thank you guys again for listening. Because without you guys, there would be no me. Anything that you guys want to talk about. Anything wrestling related. I would love to hear from you. I really would. So with that being said, follow me on social media. On Facebook. On my Twitter at Wrestling Nights. Nights ending with a Z. And on my Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy. Give me a shout out. Anything you want to talk about. Anything wrestling related. We can shit chat. We can talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. Whether it be anniversary, Whatever it is. I really enjoy your opinions. I love to hear from you guys. And see what you guys think. Again guys I want to thank y'all so much for listening. Because like I said without y'all there would be no me. And we'll see you next time guys. With more wrestling action. Have a good night. Thank you so much.